Get on down, we're gonna be done with that. Uh, Alright? So this I uh, thank you again for that. Uh, but I just want to make sure that I, I with that being said, I'm joking, but I want to make sure that I do communicate that never will I ever lessen the importance of the word of God. Amen. Time may be lessened, but never will we lessen the uh, the opportunity to be encouraged and motivated and, and just uh, allowing each other to just be encouraged by the word through the word. Amen. Uh, so before I do that, I do want to share this. This morning. That's why it's so important. That's why it's important to come to fellowship. This morning I was uh, in Bible study with Brother Kyrie, and we were we were going through the lesson uh, that he prepared, and he came in, and he was going through some scriptures. So I'm, you know, I'm going through, and me, I, just so you all know about me, I'm a, I'm a hardliner on King James. I get the Strong's King James. That's, you know, that's where I start. That's my starting point. Mm -hmm. So this morning I said, you know what, let me, let me look and see if there's another application, because when you're speaking to different people, you want to make sure that they have the ability to understand what's being spoken to them. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you make it applicable for so I, I'm, I'm reading different versions, and I, you know, I used the, uh, the new, I think, Living Translation, I believe it was. I can't remember. But I read it, and I said, yeah, I felt good about it. Brother Kyrie said, hey, listen, let me drop this on you real quick. So he used the Amplified Version, and I had never read the Amplified Version. And what it did was it just opened it up more. It gave a more of a, uh, it gave a better description, not changing the Word of God, but just embellished on it in such a way that you could make an application. And as I was going through it, I said, man, that's I learn something every day, and I learn it just by being here. And what I want to do very simply this afternoon is just give us an application. I love, I love the Word of God because when we think about it, it is, an, it is a book of practicality. In other words, what it means, it's a book that we're supposed to use. A lot of the times we're looking for these grandiose answers. All you have to do is open up your heart and study the Word of God and allow it to permeate through your life. All the questions that you have. Or in this book, but you just have to make it. You have to make an application that requires spending time with it. So the application that I would like to make this afternoon, hopefully someone's encouraged by it because I was encouraged by it, is active listening. So active listening, I, I'm in a place where I'm, you know, I'm making sure that I have the ability to not put any blocks in front of me. So active listening is kind of where I am, and I got to thinking to myself, you know, how can I be better? in my service in the kingdom. So active listening is kind of where I ended up. So I can't count how many times uh, I've been having a discussion with my wife. And most times when she's talking to me, she's talking about something that she wants me to do in a time frame that she wants it done. Right? A lot of times, you know, that's how it comes to me. But so when I tell her, when she's speaking to me, I'll tell her very simply, I hear you. And so <laughs> her rebuttal 99% of the time is, but are you listening? So now, so those of you who are responding, either that has been said to you, yeah. or you said it. Yeah. So, and as she says that all the time, and I had to get to a place where I had, I had to differentiate between hearing and listening. Hearing, very simply, just this is Gerard's definition, is I'm hearing and acknowledging the sounds that are being spoken to me. Right. Right. Listening, that means I'm actually paying attention. Right. Right. All right, so now I had to learn that. My wife is a very good teacher, so let me make sure I'm clear on that as well. So a lot of the times, when I, when I thought about it, I said, let me go a little deeper. Many of us in the church, what we have is we have a desire, and it's not wrong, we have a desire, an innate desire to want to fix problems. Well, not an issue. That's not an issue. But what happens is we sometimes miss the listening part Amen. of the problem. Amen. How can we offer up a solution when we haven't listened correctly to the problem? Right. So I ask myself, do we as the church have a problem with active listening? 
Now, you all may not, but Brother Gerard had one, so this is my sharing with you where I came from, understanding that, hey, listen, there are things that I can do to get better. Hopefully someone else, as I said earlier, is encouraged. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times, what we do is we solicit advice immediately. If we hear or perceive a problem in someone, we're going to give them advice. Because for us, we want to make sure that that's not an issue for that person any longer. But there is also that active listening that we miss a lot of the time. Yeah. Let me be very clear. Experience is invaluable yeah. in its proper context. That's right. Listening is also equally invaluable. Yeah. So we'll go through it. As I said, there's a few points that I want to make. I'm going to test some scriptures to those points. And then we'll, we'll see if we can make an application. So y'all bear with me. Active listening. Uh, Jeff Hasman, he is a doctor who, uh, in my studies, I, I came across and I thought it was very beneficial. Uh, so I just want to very simply share with you all. Uh, he subscribes to and fosters a, a biblical and holistic health. So in doing so, what he gave was he gave some tips and tricks and how to improve and make yourself aware of active listening and how important it is in our daily walk, especially with one another. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we understand it because a lot of the times we have to ask, I ask myself the question, do people feel comfortable coming to talk to me? These are questions that I'm asking myself. And if they don't come talk to me, why not? If they came and talked to me, would I be in a place to actually hear or listen to the things that they're bringing to me? Mm -hmm. Am I an active listener? Mm -hmm. So the first thing is we have to anchor. Right? We'll, we'll get to it. We have to anchor. Psalm 62, 5 and 6 will be our reference. We have to focus. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 2, 2 and 5. Summarize. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Invite, Romans 15 and 7. That's, that's a difficult one. We'll get to that. Asking questions is another difficult one. Matthew 16 15. Active listening. So those are things that we can use in our lives that can help us with our active listening because it's important that we do so. All right, so now that anchor, Psalm 62, 5 and 7. My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. So now, before we enter into a conversation with someone, the first thing that we ought to do is we need to anchor ourselves in God. Amen. So why do I say that? Well, I say that because a lot of the times when we engage with one another, everybody's going through some things. So there are things that someone may share with you right, that if you're not anchored in God, will move you in a position you ought not to be. So now also being anchored in that, what it does for you, it gives you the opportunity to say, hey, listen, I may not be the right person because I'm anchored in God and I know where I am and I may not be the right person, but let me direct you to the right person that can help you with this because I'm anchored in God. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. That just lets me know that you're listening and you realize where you are and I'm trying to listen enough to get you to the place that you can receive some help. Amen. But that comes from me being anchored in God. Now, a lot of us sometimes think that we can handle some stuff. Like, you can tell me anything. No, we can't. Amen. No, we can't. I remember uh, several years ago, I was in, in my job. Uh, it, would, it, would, it would gradually deteriorate my mind because of the things that I would get brought on a daily basis. And they were heavy things. But if you're not anchored in God, what that will do is it'll make you uncomfortable. Right. So now what you've done is rather than listen to that person, you have gotten yourself in a place where you're uncomfortable. And the only thing that you're doing is regurgitating a problem. Mm -hmm. right. So now when you spit back out their problem, all people are going to do is pick up on a problem that they think they need to fix. Listen, listen for a solution. Amen. But anchor yourself in God because that gives you your reference point. Because you may not 
be able to handle it. But it requires for us to be paying attention and listening in that conversation. All right? So steal yourself in the Lord. Focus. Proverbs, chapter 2, beginning verse 2. So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You have to be focused on the word. What's being spoken about right there in that, those, that passage is saying, hey, listen, you need to focus on the word of God. How many times have we entered into a conversation with someone and they're not giving us that undivided attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the most irritating things yes. in the world to me. Don't get me in a place where I'm spilling my guts to you. You ain't paying me no attention. That's the worst thing. And that lets me know that you're not listening. You can shake your head, yeah, all day. You can say, yeah, and give me a few words every now and then. You hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. But do you listen? Are you listening? Do you realize that, that I'm in a particular place? Or maybe I just need encouraging. If you listen, you know that. Right? So now... I have to get better at it in my job because, uh, because in my mind, my wife tells you that I can't. But in my mind, I think I can multitask. <laughs> if somebody comes in my office and they're, hey, can I talk to you? Yeah, sure, sit down. <laughs> I'm still working. <laughs> and I'm waiting for them to you know, converse. And a lot of times what happens is they'll wait for me to stop. And I'm thinking to myself, why you ain't talking? <laughs> That's on me. So now a lot of times what I do is I have to do something with my hands because if I don't, I'm going to get back to working. So what I have to do is I have to be deliberate and intentional in the way that I'm actively listening to someone who is seeking counsel and guidance from me. How many times have we in our lives been so busy or wrapped up in what we have going on that we can't listen to the problems of our brothers and our sisters? But tell you what we can do, though. We can give you some advice, though. We can give you some advice. We can give you the things that we think, but have we listened to you well enough to know that maybe that ain't what you need? Amen. That's right. Focus. So that means you got to be focused and locked in on what that person is saying. Uh, a lot of times I'm using my wife. She, 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 this is not a secret, so I don't want anybody to be like, why are you saying that? So when I call, when I call my wife, my, the position that she's in, she's in a high-level position. I understand that. So when I call her sometimes, I may want to say something to her, and I'll, and I'll call her. And I can, I, again, I can read the room, y'all. So I'll call her, and I can tell that she's busy. Right? So rather than go ahead and get into this full conversation, I say, hey, you working? Huh? She said, yeah, I'm working. I say, hey, I'll call you back. Because I don't want to, because if I don't do that, guess what I'll do, y'all? I'll get mad because my wife ain't listening to me. How many times do we do that, though? How many times do we only think of ourselves and want to share, but not really realize that, hey, listen, there's some nuances on both sides that we got to understand. We have to focus and understand where the other person is. Sometimes we just want to dump. Have you ever met somebody that just wants to emotionally dump on you? Somebody said that loud, but wait. Just want to dump. Understand active listening requires nuances on both parts. But first and foremost, what we got to do is be anchored, and then we've got to focus, right? All right. Third thing. Summarize. All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Now, what the author has done is he's taken that entire book and he's given you some good stuff. But now what he's done is he's summarized it for you and given you the bottom line up front. That's what he gives you. So now, if we're listening and we're focused in on the other person, that's easy. Mm -hmm. What I've learned in, again, my profession is 
A lot of the times, rather than give my perspective, what I do is I'll very simply summarize what's been said to me. A lot of times, some people just get to talking. And they're not necessarily processing in their mind. They're just talking because they're maybe emotional. They may be in a particular place. And I say, and I repeat back to what I repeat back to them, regardless of how I feel about it. Because some things have been said to me, I'm like, man, that make no sense. But rather than say that, what I do is I repeat it and summarize it back to them. When you do that, not only does it signify that I'm listening to you attentively, now you can actually hear what you just said and see if it makes sense to you. Listen, in the church, do we have a problem with active listening? <laughs> so now we. So what it does also, what that does is, is, is it decreases misunderstanding. A lot of the times when we just want to talk and respond or fix a problem, we misunderstand because we weren't listening. But if we summarize it, give it back to them, is this what you meant to say? Are you sure this is what you meant? Now we're on the same page. We're establishing common ground. That's what we've done. In the church, we have a problem with active listening. We talk about it, but do we have the ability to look within ourselves and realize that the reason why we have one another is because we're unified in Christ, but we also have to realize that there's some things that we got to get better at in the church. Amen. All right, that's the third thing. fourth thing is inviting. Now, that's, listen to you all, that's, that's a rough one for some of us, myself included. So now, after we've gotten this common understanding, first let's read scripture. Romans 15 said, Wherefore, receive ye one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now listen, that means we've got to have the ability to be inviting to one another. Again, I ask myself the question, would people have an issue coming and telling me things that are very, very personal? Would they trust me? Am I inviting enough for, for someone to come and ask me those questions? Are there people that I consider close enough? Are they inviting? Is that how we got there? Those are questions that we have to ask. So now, at this point, we have a common understanding, Right? And what it does is when we're inviting, it gives a person the opportunity to continue to explore where they are. Right? A lot of times when people come to you, they don't know where they are. Right? And now we, let's take it outside of the church when we're engaging those lost souls. Are we inviting? Mm -hmm. Do we have the ability to invite them in and help them navigate where they are? Mm -hmm. Because that's what that does. That helps them continue to explore where they are. They can go deeper because we're inviting them to go deeper. We're engaging them. We're actively listening. We're not looking for. No, we're not looking to say something. Sometimes the less you say is more. Sometimes less is more. But do we in the church have a problem with active listening? So now what we have to do is understand that when we're inviting, we engage people and allow them to go deeper within their souls. Right? That, and when I say souls, I mean emotions. Because people, a lot of times when they come to you, they're emotional. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I, I go back and I, I use myself as an example to rectify me. Is when my wife has come to me sometimes. And as a man, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what's the problem? What's the problem? Mm -hmm. What is it that you want me to do to fix the problem? And she'll say, listen, sometimes I don't want you to fix no problem. Amen. Wait a minute. Now, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, but understand, it's, that's the same thing that we experience in the church. A lot of the times we think that we have to say something. We just got to say something. Listen, sometimes all you have to do is say nothing and listen better. Amen. Right? Active listening. Last thing. Last point. Asking. Asking questions. Now, at this point in the conversation, we have 
We've invited them in. We've focused on what they're saying in a matter of order. We've, we've gone through our whole process. We are attentively giving them our undivided attention. We're inviting them, making sure that they have the ability to uh, go through their process. We're summarizing, giving it back to them to make sure that's what they really meant to say, increasing our understanding. And now we're in this place where we're asking questions. A lot of us, when we get to this point, what we want to do with that ask, we got an A, but we like to say advice. Well, let me give you what I think. Right? Let me tell you what you should be doing. Let me tell you how you should be doing. How about we ask a question? Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? He asked a question because he knew, he understood, but he wanted to make sure that they understood. He wanted to make sure that he engaged them in a way that was beneficial and applicable for where they were. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Then he says, but whom say ye that I am? Who do you say that I am? What do you think? Right. I'm asking questions now because I've listened to everything that you've said to me. Now I want to know, where are you? Because I may have the ability to help you through that. I'm not going to give you. Now, again, experience is invaluable in context. Sometimes... You have to help a person where they are so that they can answer their own question. Amen. He said, unto, and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against thee. Now, he came to that on his own. He was led to that. Think about the woman at the well. When Jesus was speaking to the woman, he listened. He was leading her, allowing her to see where, she, allowing her to go through where she was. How many times do we want to bring somebody where we want them to be? Because we haven't actively listened to the problem. All we have sought to do is fix their problem. So, in the church, we have to ask ourselves and be honest about it. Do we have an issue? active listening. Mm -hmm. So now, as I conclude, sometimes we can speak so loudly that no one has the ability to hear or understand anything. Amen. 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 Psalm 17 and 6. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God, incline thy ear unto me and hear my speech. Now let's take everything that we just talked about, the application that we just made, and imagine if we served a God who didn't listen to us. Imagine if he took the same approach that we take with one another. Imagine if that's the same approach that he took when we go out into the world evangelizing and, we, and someone doesn't understand it the way that we feel like they should understand it. Imagine if that's the God that we serve, but we serve a listening God. That's why we pray to him. So now ask ourselves the question, do people feel comfortable enough to come to us? Do they feel as though when they come to us, they're going to find some peace and comfort? Or will they never come to us again? Amen. And that's not just individually. That is the church as a whole. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Also, 1 Kings chapter 3, beginning of verse 7. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, says Solomon. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding, a listening heart, to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the 
speech pleased the Lord as Solomon had asked this thing. Listen, it pleased God to know that that's what Solomon asked for. A lot of the times, we may have to ask God, help me to be a better listener. Amen. Help me to wait. Help me to not be so ready to give what I think. Because a lot of the times, again, I want to make sure that I communicate it clearly. Experience can be invaluable, but in the proper context. Sometimes, your experience should lead you to be silent. Amen. All right. So now, the last set of verses I'll read for you all. I want to leave you all with this because, in the same breath, Solomon asked for that. But this is what he had. This is why. This is what he was doing with that listening and understanding. In the same chapter, if we drop down to verse sixteen. Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. We all familiar with this. Now understand, in this moment, there were two harlots. They were mothers. But not only were they mothers, were they harlots. Yeah. How many of us, if it were us, would only hear the harlot part? Right. Yes. Right. Right. Do we as the church have a problem with active listening? All right. And still before, and, one, and the woman said, Oh my Lord, I, I and this woman dwell in one house. And I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day that I was delivered. That this woman was delivered also. And we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house. Save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night. Because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me. While thine handmaid slept. And laid it in her bosom. And laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck. Behold it was dead. But, th but when I had considered it in the morning. Behold it was not my son. Which I did bear. And the other woman said nay. But the living is my son. And the dead is thy son. And this said, no, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Now, listen, we got a problem. Yeah. We got a problem. There's a number of different ways we could have gotten there saying, listen, this is what I'm going to do for y'all. Y'all, and I'm not going to speculate, but there's a number of different ways that Solomon could have gone about handling that. Mm -hmm. But if we see right here, what did he ask for? A listening heart. I want to have the ability to make sure that I'm actively listening to a problem because this was a problem that caused distress among the two. And they're arguing now yeah. over a child that is living and a child that has died. Yeah. Imagine that circumstance. Yeah. But if we only heard that earlier, we would have missed the importance of them still being mothers. Amen. Active listening, right? There's a problem, so now we're getting ready to see how King Solomon, through his active listening, solved and helped this situation. Mm -hmm. right? So now, Solomon, we understand. Let me keep reading. Here. I'm going to get ahead of myself. So now, if we keep reading, what we'll see is Solomon's response. Then said the king, the one said, This is my son that liveth, and thy son is, thy, is the dead. And the other said, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child into two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son, and she said, O my lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Amen. Active listening is wise. Amen. Listening and not necessarily giving our advice, but listening to the problem first to help guide someone through it requires wisdom, patience, mm -hmm. understanding. Mm -hmm. 
It's okay to ask God for those things if we ain't got it. Amen. So now what we see has happened is what Solomon did well, see, very simply, let me go back to you all. He anchored himself. Amen. Before he even went into that, he asked God for a listening heart, understanding. Amen. He focused. He had to, and again, he had to have been understanding. Listen, there's an issue. These two women are going at it. But I know enough to say, hey, listen, one of y'all ain't the mom. I know that. I have to focus on what the actual issue is. He summarized. He invited them. He was inviting enough for them to come to the king. They said, listen, I can come to you. You're going to give us a solution. That's the position that he was in. God blessed him with that position. Mm -hmm. And then he asked, having the ability to understand, hey, listen, all right, look, this is what we're going to do. He asked. And from that, she said, you know what, no. You just take it because I don't want anything to happen to this child. Mm -hmm. He listened. Mm -hmm. Allow God to lead him through that ordeal. Amen. We have, as Christ's church, have to take those qualities that God has imbued upon us through his spirit, through his son, and become better active listeners. Because Amen. it's not just about us. It's about a world that needs us to listen. Amen. Amen. So I trust and pray something was said that is uh, beneficial. Amen. I, I hope that someone was encouraged. Because I was encouraged. It, it showed me where I could be better. And I just hope that again, as we go out into the world and as we uh, deal with each other in our relationships, our, our hu as husbands, as wives, as children, as employees, we become better listeners because God gave us the opportunity to help people, mm -hmm. providing them with hope because of his gospel. Amen. But it requires for us to do some listening. Mm -hmm. We can't always browbeat. Amen. We got to make sure that we understand that there is some Amen. listening that must happen on our part. Amen. And that comes with wisdom. We just saw. And again, if you are struggling in that area, all you have to do is ask. God is pleased when you ask for those things because it means you're trying to be better to serve in the kingdom. So again, if you're here and you have yet to obey the gospel, you have, you've heard enough. Uh, you've heard enough to realize that if you want to become a better listener spiritually, you have the opportunity through Christ. Make a decision. Make a decision because the only guarantee that we have is Christ. We don't know what's going to happen beyond that. All we know is in this moment you have an opportunity to make a decision because enough has been said. Trust it. Believe it. And if you are a member of the body and you, you stumble and you are struggling and you have made decisions based on the fact that you haven't taken the time to listen, ask him for help. We're all here because we all need help. That's why we're here. Don't allow pride to put you in a situation where you can't say, hey, listen, I need some help. Amen. God is waiting. He has given us through his son Jesus an avenue for repentance, an avenue for strengthening of ourselves spiritually. If that's you today, if you seek that type of encouragement, as we stand and sing our invitation song, I trust and pray that something has been said to allow us to understand the need to be better at our listening. Amen. Oh.